This is a BBP News election update. Looking at the primary results for this week, there are no key races to mention for the state of Delaware, so we move right into the state of New Hampshire, where in the governor's race, Republican and current governor Chris Sununu won the primary there, and he'll be going up against Democrat Tom Sherman. For representatives, there are no key races to mention, but in the Senate, there is one key race there where Democrat Maggie Hassan went through in the primaries, and she'll be going up against Republican Donald Bolduc. In Rhode Island, there was a few key races as well. The governor, Daniel McKee, is up for re-election this year. He is a Democrat and Republican. Ashley Callis, and in the House of Representatives, the key race is District 2 with Democrat Seth Magaziner and Republican Alan Fung. And in the Senate, there are no races. This has been a BBP News election update. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me. We are back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Friday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 81, with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, there are scattered thunderstorms with a high of 88 and scattered thunderstorms throughout the weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is partly cloudy, 84, with a partly cloudy weekend. And in New York City, there are rain showers today, high of 79, with a partly cloudy weekend. All right. Yep, we're back again. Chris, I just wanted to mention something because... uh, you, you weren't able to join for Tuesday's episode of Eye on the Ball. So you may not have heard this yet uh, unless you listened to that episode. But last week, I got zero out of six of my baseball predictions correct. Zero out of six. You got zero correct. You know, Nick? Zero correct. I did listen, and I wanted to rub it in your face, but I thought, you know what? Somehow I would get a negative. <laughs> so well, we're just... You know, we've been playing around with the idea of you eventually coming on and like making predictions as someone who doesn't really follow sports too closely. Um, and, and that zero out of six, and I'm, I got to tell you, even recording now, um, my predictions for this week aren't looking great. They're not completely dead in the yeah, water just your, yet. Uh, your little Twitter. Yeah, I did have to make an update. Yeah, I had to make an update yeah. to one of the predictions um, because I did miss a game when when looking at that. But none of them are dead in the water just yet at the time of recording. None of them are dead in the water just yet. Uh, but I'm still scared for the how the rest of this week is going to turn out. It's not looking good. Well, maybe someday you'll get better. One, Maybe not. One you know, can only predictions hope. Aren't, predictions aren't the easiest thing in the world. No, they're not. And yet somehow I got more than half of the NFL predictions correct. And I, I don't know how to feel about that really because, well, I've followed uh, baseball way, you know, a lot closer than I have the NFL throughout my lifetime. So it just goes to show. Maybe maybe your your passion is your true calling. Your true my passion true calling is the NFL. Yeah, it, it, it could it could be. I don't know, but it definitely you know shows that I am not a gambling man. <laughs> I should never be. Uh, with that kind see, of see, I like to gamble, 
Mm. Um, but my gambling is lottery tickets and uh, uh, scratch offs. Yeah, a, a bit of yeah. a safer bet. You know, you're not mm-hmm. you're not going the yeah. guessing. Route. My money still manages to disappear, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it was a rough week for me in sports. Well, you know, there's always. What's the saying? There's always next week. You yeah, have a right. New week right. to turn the leaf over. Exactly, exactly. But it still just leaves me scared for when you come on and absolutely destroy my predictions. Because it's gonna happen. Just you, you give your predictions. No, you idiot. That's wrong. It's gonna, it's gonna be the complete opposite. Jeez. And then you're gonna turn out to be right, and then I'm gonna have to quit forever. And then I'll take over. Exactly. I don't have a. Um, if you, yeah, I won't have any issue with that, um, <laughs> you know, because why not? I'll just ramble. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. I'd watch that show. I'd watch that show. You know, a lot of people said I should just have a talk show of me rambling. I'd enjoy it. But the, pro- but the problem with that is I would tell people my true opinions. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when I get going, I'm sorry. But anyways, we have lots of news to get into for this Friday morning. Starting off, we just avoided a major strike of more than 90,000 freight workers. And even if you don't use a train or transportation, this strike, if it happened, would impact all of us. According to the federal government, this strike could bring nearly 30% of our nation's freight and groceries to a halt. In case you don't know, most of our country's products we buy and eat travels through a train at some point. If there is no one to work these trains or manage those tracks, guess what could happen? Store shelves could go empty and factories will not get supplies and the supply chain will break down once again. Not to mention critical energy would not be delivered. In preparation of this, we are seeing freight carriers suspending shipments and parking trains along with Amtrak doing the same thing. Amtrak is warning people to make other travel plans Rail carriers and workers' unions have been at odds for months over unpaid leave and attendance policies. Rail workers are under a different labor law than most workers at U.S. businesses. In order to avoid a strike, two months ago, President Biden was able to step in and insert a cool-down period in order to come up with a settlement. In the settlement that was created, it wasn't everything that the workers wanted, and it was more than the employers wanted to pay. Congress could step in and stop this, but that is looking unlikely at this time. But on Thursday morning, a tentative deal was made to avoid this strike. More details on this will come in Monday's show. This is not the inflation report that we wanted to see for the month of August. The report shows that the cost of everything we pay for went up from July to August by 0.1%. Tuesday's report showed everything cost 8.3% more than it did last year, and the biggest increases were in shelter, food, and medical care. While gasoline was down 10.6% from July and August, that is still up 25% from last year. When you look at a chart of the months, it shows inflation is slowly going down, but that is not fast enough for the Federal Reserve. The Fed meets next week to determine how much interest rates will go up again based on the last few reports, 
And for this interest rate hike, we are expecting another 0.75% raise. We have gotten a few more details on the student loan forgiveness process, and we got a few more answers that a lot of people have been wondering about. As we have been reporting, if you financially qualify and you have a federal student loan, the simple application to apply will be ready in early October. There are a few things you can do now to prepare. The Department of Education says you need to log into your studentaid.gov account to make sure your contact info is up to date. If you don't have an account, you need to make one to make sure you can manage your loan and apply for the forgiveness. You also need to know your loan servicer has your correct info. If you don't know who your loan servicer is, click on the loan servicer button in the student dashboard section of studentaid.gov. And they have also cleared up a few of the most common questions that we've been seeing, such as, does my parent plus loan qualify for debt relief? And the answer to that is yes. It may be forgiven if you meet the financial requirements and the loan is serviced by the federal government. The next one is what if you have a parent plus plan and your child also got a Pell Grant? If the dependent student received a Pell Grant, up to $20,000 in debt relief will be applied to the student's loan, not the parent plus loan. Another question was, if you got the Pell Grant only one semester, do you still get $20,000 in loan forgiveness? The answer to this is yes, you do, as long as you received a Pell Grant for any amount for undergrad or graduate, you will receive that $20,000 in relief. The DOJ and Team Trump have agreed sort of on a special master to go through all those documents that were seized from Mar-a-Lago from the FBI search in early August. The DOJ filed a four-page document saying of the two names submitted by the DOJ and Team Trump, the only people who would have the experience and qualifications for this position would be the DOJ two picks and one of the picks from Team Trump. Judge Raymond Deary retired from Chief Justice in Eastern District of New York in 2011, but is still currently hearing cases as a senior judge in the same circuit. He has served on the FISA court for seven years, and he was appointed to the bench by President Reagan in 1986. There are lots of disagreements right now on things like how long they would have to review these documents, what documents could be reviewed, and who should pay the special master. The Department of Justice is still appealing the special master decision. Getting into rapid news, my pillow CEO Michael Endow said he was served a federal subpoena Tuesday and his cell phone was seized. Ken Starr, the investigator looking into the case of former President Clinton, died at age 76. And stocks plunged after hotter than expected inflation report Tuesday. Nick, what do you have for this Friday morning good news? All right, so for my good news story today, we have kind of just like a really cool story, in my opinion, where a young immigrant who had come to the U.S. didn't really know how to read, write English at all, you know, just didn't know the language. And so his second, his second grade teacher 
helped him learn. She would spend hours after school with him one-on-one to help him learn both how to read and write. Just really helped him get the language down uh, almost perfectly. And that was all in the span of a year. By the time that year had ended, uh, he pretty much had a full grasp on the English language. Well, years later, into his adulthood, he became a published author. And he grew in success um, after a while. And so he really wanted to find that second grade teacher because he had moved uh, through several school districts throughout his, uh, you know, growing up and throughout the rest of his school career and just really lost track of her, couldn't remember her first name or anything like that. And even a picture that he found uh, that was taken during his second grade year didn't have her first name attached. Uh, So he felt like he was at this dead end. And then out of nowhere, he was contacted by someone on Facebook that turned out to be his teacher's husband. And he Hmm. got them reintroduced and got them uh, talking again. And at first they just met over the phone because it was during the middle of COVID-19 and they decided not to meet face to face during that time. Uh, But after things started to open back up, there was a, a book reading event for one of his latest books and she showed up, her and her husband showed up and he got to actually uh, see her again and he signed a book for her and they just kind of became reacquainted again face to face. So just such a, a cool story, you know, came to the country at a young age, didn't know English at all, really didn't know how to read, write, uh, still was learning to speak the language and you know, he was able to really attribute some of that success to that teacher who spent so much time with him. And now he's a published author. Just really, really cool. And talk about successful to be a published published author. But that's just amazing that, you know, was able to track him down through the husband of the teacher. And then, you know, they talked on the phone. And then once, you know, the COVID pandemic has calmed down, to go to one of his book readings. That's really cool. Yeah, just to surprise him like that. And, you know, for him, it's such a big deal because without her, you know, who know who knows how long it would have been until he grasped the language as well as he did and how long it would have been until he learned to read and write fluently and like he does and to actually go into, you know, the author field and actually, you know, write for a living, uh, you got to imagine that he attributes a lot of that success to that teacher and, and what she did probably means the world to him. So to be able to see her again and, and become reacquainted, that that's really, really cool. Yeah, it is. Well, that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. We will be back here Sunday morning with a what to expect for the week of September 18th. And then of course be back here Monday morning, but until then have a great weekend, everybody. Bye guys.